Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Russ Cordell. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. I want to move on this morning and, and let you know again that all is well. That is the title of my message this morning. Around the time that Jesus of Nazareth was born was about 400 years of space or 400 years of time, silence, between the last time that God spoke to his people through the prophet Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. As a matter of fact, in the last book, in the third chapter, which is the last chapter of the last book of the Old Testament, we're told about a couple of messengers that are going to be coming. One messenger is said to be God sending Elijah, and of course we know that the manifestation of that is John the Baptist, the predecessor, the, the other messenger, our Messiah. And so there's a spirit, space of time where God gives a few directions, he actually has some encouraging words, he lets the people of Israel know that even though they've fallen into apostasy, even though that they've turned from him, they're still his jewels, they're still his precious people. But there's going to be a little time out session for about 400 years. And at about this time, at Jesus' birth, the second holy temple is still standing in Jerusalem. All that's left there now is a wall. The Great Pyramid, excuse me, the Great Pyramid of Giza was already 2,500 years old at this point. But the Library of Alexandria was also still around. That's been long since destroyed and many wonderful manuscripts lost. In Rome, the Colosseum had not even been built yet. How about that? At this time, the land between the Mediterranean and the Jordan River, which we call modern-day Israel and Palestine, were really not very remarkable, not very valuable to them, and it didn't really make a whole lot of sense uh, to war and fight over it. But the area was, was, was seen by the Greek and Roman Empire as a land bridge between them and Egypt, which, of course, was a world power at the time and a source of trade and a source of wealth. Not long before Jesus was born, the area was governed by a man named King Herod. And Herod was not a very good man, a brutal man. He was a man that Rome had appointed to be the ruler of all the Jewish people. But the people of God were also under the rule and the oppressive rule of Rome. As a matter of fact, Rome pretty much ruled the world at that time. They demanded that Greek was the universal language spoken, and they put oppressive taxation upon all of their communities. Caesar Augustus, who was actually the first true emperor of Rome, was in power at the time, and had put a decree of taxation upon all of the citizens. That's why Mary and Joseph had to leave Nazareth where they lived and travel the long distance to Bethlehem, the city of David. Why? Because Joseph was of the house of David. He was of the lineage of David. And therefore, Jesus is in the lineage of David, the king who God called a man after his own heart. The nation of Israel was fracturing within at that time. Four groups of people fought one another to lead internally under the Roman rule. The Pharisees ruled with legalism and tradition and and they sought power and they took things advantage for themselves and oppressed the elderly and, and the infirmed. Sadducees opposed the strict legalism of the Pharisees, but at the same time, they rejected the preaching of Jesus. As a matter of fact, they came against later against Jesus' apostles preaching Jesus and rejected the resurrection message. The Essenes were the scribes who penned and preserved the Dead Sea Scrolls. They devoted themselves to God and they prayed for God to overthrow Rome. The Zealots were a band of brothers who did not pray for change so much as they sought violent means to overthrow Rome. There were riots, which were very common in the time. Tension was very constant, was very high. 
It was not a pleasant time to live and be a Christian or be a person serving God, to be a Jew. There was fear, there was unrest, there was turmoil, there was confusion, and most of all, there was very little hope. Does this sound familiar? Imagine those that do not know his name today, do not know who he is today. I implore the people that I know to get to know him because of these very reasons. Very little hope until this. Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 8. It says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Imagine this, 400 years, and not a word from God, not a word from an angel, not a word from any presence. No glory of the Lord, no messages, nothing. And suddenly, shepherds, abiding by a flock in the field. Now you must know that the shepherds around Bethlehem were very special shepherds. These were the shepherds that kept the very special flock of pure and perfect lambs that were used for the sacrifice in the temple, the sacrifice of the sins. See, they tended to the original lamb, but they preceded the true lamb. The shepherds at the time, by the way, many of you may not know this, were kind of outcasts. They lived with animals. They stunk, and, 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 and they were constantly with animals. They weren't allowed in the temple. They weren't allowed to go in and pray and worship. They took care of the most precious thing in God's eyes at that point, and yet they were not even allowed to be around church or around to gather together with one another. They were nomadic. They traveled outside. They were rough and hairy, and, and, and they were just uh, uh, outdoorsmen, so to speak. They were outcasts, but God chose the person the people that were furthest away. He chose the lowest of the low. He chose the ones that were downtrodden, outcast, ones that were not accepted in society in normal process. This is the God we serve. You see, you and I are shepherds. We're shepherds of our homes, of our children, our families, our jobs. We're the ones that don't smell so good, don't look so good. Our righteousness is of filthy rags, the Bible says. But God chose us. The scripture goes on to say, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall to be all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Understand that these shepherds knew the prophecies. They knew the prophecies of Isaiah and Hosea and Micah and Zechariah and on and on. They knew the prophecies of a promised Messiah, a promised Savior. They knew and understood. And so when this angel was revealing to them this Christ the Lord which is coming, they understood exactly what was happening. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. They knew exactly where to go. Do you know what swaddling clothes are? Swaddling clothes are strips of material. They would take those precious, perfect lambs and there was a cave that was a place that they kept those lambs protected from all the other flocks and all the other riffraff of animals that weren't perfect and pure and they would wrap those little lambs their limbs and their arms in these special swaddling clothes why to protect them from infirmity to from protect them from scratches and injuries and bugs and all kinds of things they understood that this was the lamb the precious lamb that god was sending the lamb that john the baptist spoke of they knew, they understand what swaddling clothes meant. It didn't mean just a pretty blanket to keep them warm. They were wrapping him as they wrapped 
the sacrificial lamb that was destined for the temple. And suddenly there was the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men, something these men had not seen for a very long time, something they did not understand, did not exist in Israel at that time, in Bethlehem, in all of this area of the country. No matter what was happening around you, no matter what you see that's going on out there, tend to your flocks, tend to your Savior, and know all is well. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem. The prophet Micah told us that Bethlehem would be the place where the, king, the new king of Israel would come from, Micah 5 and 2. And see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Imagine the fulfillment of the prophecies they had heard for many, many years in the midst of all of this turmoil and rest and fear and all the things that were surrounding them. But they tended to their work. They were faithful to their flocks. And when the word of the Lord came, they followed. What about Joseph's experience? The man in this whole picture. Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 20, says it this way. And I'm skipping ahead a little bit here. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And he shall bring forth, she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus literally means, is literally translated Jehovah Savior. You see, Mary and, Dave, Mary and Joseph knew who Jehovah was. They knew the prophecies. They knew what the word had said. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, just as the song we just sang which being interpreted is God, capital G, with us. God manifests himself in the flesh, as it says in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Without controversy, great is that mystery of godliness that God would manifest himself in the flesh to come and be Emmanuel, be with us. It's referencing the scripture of Isaiah 7 and 14, the prophecy that's there. God had been silent with his creation for 400 years. His people were captives of a secular government and their own apostasy. But the birth of Christ, literally, God manifest in the flesh, was going to be his way to offer redemption, not only to his chosen people, but to all of humanity. He's still redeeming today. He's still reaching out today. Wise men still speak, seek him today. With him, all is well.
the Lord. Why don't you stand with me this morning? We're going to conclude our program with a little time of family prayer. Once again, I want to wish my church a very, very Merry Christmas and let you know that I love you all. While it's been a very challenging year, it has been a wonderful year, and I do have some great things to share with you in our upcoming services. What a tremendous year we had and the things that God has done miracles that we have seen, lives that have been changed. We have moved forward. I don't care what you say. If you're still standing today, this year has made you stronger. It has made you stronger in faith. Amen.
I always have the opportunity to interact with all of you. And I know that my church is strong and faithful. You've continued to be faithful. God has blessed you and covered you and kept you. And uh, we've been through it, but we've come through it too. Amen? In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you, God, again for all that you've done for us. Thank you again for covering us this year, Lord. Regardless of all the challenges that we face, Lord, you've been faithful, kind, and good. God, you've been with us through the entire way. Blessed us mightily. Blessed every soul in this place. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.